0: You're listening to A Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com.
1: Hey, this is Dan Savage, and you've managed to successfully download the Savage Love Podcast, which comes to you every week from the offices of these tech-savvy, at-risk youth who compel me to do this program against my will, week after week after week. The phone number here at the Savage Love Podcast, if you'd like to call and record a question for a future podcast, 206-201-2720. Now let's uh, get to some of those calls.
0: Hi, Dan. I'm a 21-year-old heterosexual male. Um, I've had an opportunity to have sex with a fair number of people, and um, I've turned it down because I generally don't want to have sex outside of a relationship. Um, I've had sex with uh, a little over half a dozen people, and I'd like to keep that number relatively low in my lifetime. But what I'm wondering is, do you think the regret of not having taken advantage of these chances will be worse later in life than the regret of taking advantage of them? So basically, um, to fuck or not
1: to fuck? That is the question. To fuck or not to fuck. You're getting so Shakespearean on my ass today. Uh, regret late in life. You're going to regret so much late in life. Um uh probably this too uh but but I don't want to you know tell you to fuck people that you don't want to fuck I would advise you I would warn you that you know, there is no the one if you're waiting around for the one to show up wearing a the one t-shirt with a the one diamond tiara on and a airplane pulling a the one banner over her head you're never going to find someone that you can uh spend the rest of your life with Uh, You know, we don't settle down without settling for everybody is imperfect. Uh, There is no perfect relationship. People aren't perfect matches. So if you're turning down people, women who are offering you sex, who, you know, because you're doing this weird thing that some people with a fear of intimacy do where they just go, oh, you know, I totally want to. But, you know, she's not. Oh, I don't think she she probably might not be the one. Sometimes the only way you find out that someone is the one for you is by having a little audition sex. Or you bang boots at somebody and then you look at them the next morning and go, oh my god, look at you. Uh, I never uh, would have thought you might have been it, but I think you might be the shit. And then you bang them a few more times just to make sure. And then you're stuck with them for the rest of your fucking life. That's what happened to me. It could happen to you. So... I think you should, you know, turn down the ones where if it's just your dick thinking, like, I don't like this person, I'm not that attracted to that person, I would never want to see this person again, I don't think you should fuck that person. I don't think you should fuck people under those circumstances ever, but if what you're doing is, oh, I don't know, she might be, she may be, not be, because she may be, not be, I guess I won't, then you might be screwing yourself out of some really decent sex, to begin with, and uh, some really decent potential long-term relationships, so uh, to fuck or not to fuck isn't the question. The question is when to fuck, when not to fuck. And it sounds like you're not fucking perhaps at times that you should be fucking. So I would advise you to get out there, uh, assess each offer on its own merits, and then fuck every once in a while.
2: Uh, hi, Dan. Um, long time listener, first time caller. i long-time listener, first-time caller. I have this question. Um, for some reason when I'm hung over like i am now i i find myself i know, i find that i'm very horny I don't understand why I wonder if this is normal or if this happens to a lot of people, but I don't know why i um i don't know
1: well usually think about it usually when you're hung over. You lay around in bed, maybe you you know, throw an arm over your head. There's really not much. You can't listen to the radio because your head's pounding. You can't really watch TV because it hurts to focus your eyes. I often find that I get horny when I'm hungover too because I'm just prone and not able to do anything else but sort of let my mind drift off to more pleasant um, thoughts than uh, than how badly my head hurts. And often, as is the case, when you're hungover, if you have hangover sex or if you have hangover masturbation, there's something about it where, you know, while you're stroking or while you're fucking, it's magic. Your headache kind of goes away. There's something about your circulatory system. Maybe the blood's, like, zipping around in a different way. It's getting your blood flowing. But the instant you come, your hangover comes crashing back down on top of your head, uh, and then you have to lie back down. So my advice is when you have a when you get a little horny after your hangover that you don't fuck and you don't jerk off, you just enjoy the horniness, uh, cause it takes the edge off the headache. But man, if you, uh, if you go ahead and rub one out, it makes your headache a thousand times worse.
3: Hi Dan. Um, I'm sitting in a Lesbot bar in Philly with my girlfriend and I'm having a disagreement. Um, she was saying that there could be a guy. Yeah. Who, thought about men fucking all the time when he masturbated, but he could still be straight. And I'm saying that if a guy thinks about guys getting it on all the time while he's masturbating, he's a fucking closet bag. So let us know who's right.
1: Yeah, a guy can fantasize about uh, dudes doing it and gay sex and watch gay porn and beat off to gay porn and still identify as straight. You don't have to believe him when he says he's straight, but he can say that he's anything bad. Like. He can tell you he's a lesbian. Uh Doesn't mean you have to believe him. Are there some straight men who are turned on by gay porn who are honestly straight men? I don't know. There certainly are a lot of lesbians out there who write to me who watch gay male porn. There's something about gay male porn for the dykes that they really dig. Uh, Particularly all the boyish dykes I know. Particularly all the boyish dykes I know who are not yet uh, FTMs. They seem to like gay male porn. They seem to like gay porn better than lesbian porn. Does it mean they're not lesbians? Well... I don't know. I'm not the, like, sexual identity police. Not anymore. I was for five years when I first started doing the column, and then I just got exhausted because you can't do it. This guy, if he fantasizes about gay sex, I think he's probably not 100% straight. But if all of his sexual behavior is straight, and he really digs women, but there's some little part of his brain that just the gay fantasies flip a switch for him because they're taboo, because they're fucked up, because they're whatever, and he gets off on them, and he still wants to identify as straight and fuck women and digs women, then you know what? You really can't come between him and his sexual identity. And neither can I. So, I mean, it's a nice hypothetical question for a bunch of drunk friends in a lesbian bar, but it's not like there's anything we can do about it. We can't appeal. We can't turn him in. We can't take it to the Supreme Court and have him stripped of his heterosexual identity. You know, I I am all for people's fantasies sort of jiving with their sexual activity. Like you're less conflicted if you're behavior reflects your desire and if the label you apply to yourself reflects your behavior which reflects your desire but some people are an interesting weird sort of soupy twisty mix where their desires they have desires that they never want to act on that just sort of like freak them out but turn them on but when it comes to behavior there's sort of a whole different product line uh, than they are in the desire department and takes all fucking kinds and who are we to say what those people are or are not or should be or shouldn't be, or if they have a right to their fantasies and how they experience them.
3: Hi, Dan. My name is Tara. I'm 26 years old, and I'm a straight female living in the Boston area. I recently broke up with my boyfriend of almost two and a half years, and we didn't necessarily break up forever. We're in kind of a we both need space situation. I need to get myself through with school, and he needs to more or less just grow up and start take care of stuff that he should be doing and not let be distracted by me well it comes right down to the fact that i need to get laid and we've been broken up for a couple of weeks now and i i know that i was his first real love and i know that before me i don't think he really had any experience other than probably just the few girls that he dated for a very short periods of time Whereas myself um, was kind of in the process of sewing my oats, so to speak, when him and I started dating. So I'd like to more or less get myself a booty call with him um, because obviously he's the most comfortable person to be with and really the only person that I hope I end up with. But because of the fact that I know that I'm his first love and there's so many feelings involved, I don't know if it's the right idea for me to call him up and say, can we just Hook up. Um, I kind of have a feeling to go along with it, but I also don't want to present something to him that he will say yes to that will end up more or less sabotaging us in the in the long run.
1: This is a delicate situation because you dumped him for all these very good reasons. You need to finish school. You need your space. He needs to get his shit together. But it sounds like you feel that there may be some potential for getting back together down the road. In that instance, it may be permissible for you to booty call him and offer him some sort of we're on hold, but we do this really well. We have a good time. We have a physical rapport. Booty call fucking in the interim. If you're sure, however, that you do not want to be with this guy and you know he's just not who you see yourself with in the future and during this time that you're separated, you're actively looking for uh, other boyfriends, for uh, guys you regard as husband material, guys you think have their shit together uh, in a way that he doesn't and may never, then it would be cruel and unfair for you to booty call him, because if he's as desperately in love with you as you say that he is, he would be somewhere in the back of his mind, maybe in the front of his mind, maybe the entirety of his mind, thinking that... This is the way back into your good graces. This is the way back into your bed. This is the way back into the relationship. And he's just going to get his heart stomped on all over again. You know, don't tie him around your little finger. There's a power imbalance if he's still besotted and he's still in love and you dumped him for all these legitimate reasons. There's a real power imbalance and you don't want to abuse that power by using him for sex when what he's coming for or where he's arriving with this expectation that maybe the sex is an indication that you want to get back together and if he's a good boy and does everything you say that you'll take him back if you have no intentions of ever taking him back it wouldn't be cool if though you do think that maybe you can get back together honestly not just like telling yourself you think that because you're so fucking horny your head's gonna fall off then it's okay for you to fuck around a little bit so long as all the cards are on the table so long as you've Had a long talk with him about what the sex means and where you're at and listen to where he is. And he said, maybe he's not going to want to fuck you under those circumstances and those conditions. And you need to give him the opportunity to back out. But, you know, we always have to remember the I think the words of Dionne Warwick, I think. Or is it uh, uh, the lady from the Supremes, Diana Ross? uh, Set me free. Why don't you, baby? Keep me hanging out. It's not fair when someone's dumped someone to uh, toy with their emotions to hold out the possibility of getting back together because you just selfishly want to fuck them again and just want to use them for sex. You can't, you can use strangers for sex. You can use appliances for sex. You can use fuck buddies for sex. You can't use someone you've reje- rejected as a romantic partner permanently just for sex. That's cruel. That's throwing someone's heart into a vada acid and you will go to hell for it.
2: Hey there, Dan. I uh, hope you're great. First off, uh, here's my question. So my best friend who's straight sat me down a few months ago with a bit of a problem and I was hoping he could provide a little perspective. Uh, He was sort of linked to a website that had some pornographic material of a friend of his and an acquaintance of mine having the big gay sex with a much older, hairier, scarier man. Um, He looked pretty fucked up in the video and uh, leery-eyed and I couldn't really see a condom so that's concerning. Uh, we're the at-risk youth, I mean, we're young, we don't care, um, that's the token homo of the group, I can vouch for that, um, so I don't think anyone would even care if he wanted to make his living as a porn star, but obviously he does, he's never come out or hinted that he's gay, he seems like a bit of a mess, I know he's a heavy drinker and I suspect he hides some pretty serious drug use, so... Do we wait for him to sort this out in his own time and come out on his own, or does someone sit him down and say, hey, I think you're probably gay, and it's not a big deal? I live across the country, and I don't know him so well. Otherwise, I'd just opt for option B. So what do I counsel the straight friends on the other coast to do? Uh, Thanks very much.
1: Here's what you counsel your straight friends uh, to do. You tell them to open their fucking mouths. What are they waiting for if this guy, this straight... Conflicted, drunk, drug abusing, uh, internet porn star having unsafe sex uh, in videos that are posted on the internet. If he's doing all that now. Like, what do they have to lose? Like, they gotta confront him. What are they waiting for? Are they waiting for him to turn up dead somewhere? Are they waiting for him to become infected with hiv they waiting for him to hit rock bottom before they say oh yeah you know when you were on your way to rock bottom we kind of thought maybe you were you know on your way to rock bottom oh now you're there that's great like that's not what a friend does A friend doesn't stand there with their fucking mouths clamped shut while your life spins out of control a friend says hey you know what that's fucked up you need help i found this video of you online look at you you look like you're out of it what the fuck are you doing are you crazy that's what a friend says And if it costs you the friendship, that's a price worth paying if you're really friends. Sometimes you're not really a friend unless you're willing to lay that friendship on the line and say, this is bullshit, you need help, this has got to stop. Whatever it is, friends rely on their friends to pull them up short at certain times in their lives. You know, he may freak out and not want to see any of you again. Cause he wants to like be in denial and he's pissed that you guys saw what was really going on. And he feels like if he gets away from the people who see through his bullshit, then he's, you know, then his bullshit is imperceptible again when it's not, if that's what he does fine, let him run off, let him run away. It's still going to be eating away at the back of his mind that he didn't fool you guys. He's not going to fool his next group of friends. And then eventually he's going to have to like come to grips with this shit. And when he gets there, he'll come back to you. He'll thank you if he lives long enough to get to that point. But, you know, he may turn it all around immediately. Confronted just once by you guys, by his friends, by one big intervention. So fucking do it. Stop being pussy. Stop calling my show. Stop wondering what you should do. You know what you should do. You, even from where you're at, other side of the country, you don't know the guy as well as his other pseudo friends do. Get his email address, send him the link, and send him a long letter telling him he's fucked up. It might actually be easier for him to have a conversation with you about it because you're out and you're gay, but also because you're not in his face all the time, because you're not one of his friends that lives in the city where he's at. So maybe he could have a conversation with you and keep his problems still feeling a little bit at a distance and talk to you about it, and you can help pull him up the fuck short. But in addition to you getting in touch with him about it, you gotta tell, you got to yell at his friends and tell them that they have to fucking slap some shit into him. And that if you're ever in that sort of situation and they don't slap some shit into you, that they're not your friends so fucking get on the stick
0: hi Dan Um, I'm a 27 year old straight girl in a long-standing relationship 10 years to be exact and I recently moved to Seattle to pursue a professional degree Um, initially I moved alone and I was very lonely and a married man in my class befriended me and although I was a bit skeptical at first I let down my guard because he didn't seem like the type to be a woman either Um, which I don't know exactly what that means anyway, but in so doing, we began what has now been almost well, two years of flirting, talking about sex, and we don't talk about us having sex, and we haven't had sex, but there's a lot of sexual tension, and it's been a real rollercoaster of, of friendship. Um, I've talked with my boyfriend about this relationship, relationship, and although he's not happy about it, and he doesn't want me to be friends with this guy, he's, he's allowing me to deal with it my way. So I talked to this guy and to this man, and I found, um, and I told him that I found him attractive, but that our present circumstances you know, precluded anything that could happen between us, and that I wanted to preserve a friendship. Uh, since then, he's become really weird, for lack of a better word. He makes sure not to sit by me. He talks with my friends, who have also become his friends, but he won't talk to me. And I still catch him giving me what I call six eyes. And when we're alone, we fall into our old patterns of flirting. Basically, he talks and flirts with me when he feels like it, and then when it gets too uncomfortable for him, he avoids me. And this is obviously not a true friendship. I realize how immature this all sounds, and it's really giving me a headache, and it's interfering with my studies. So my question is, how can I get away from this guy without totally isolating myself from our mutual friends and still let him know I'm... Like, I'm done playing games
1: with him. Lots of people who are married have flirtatious friendships. Friendships with people that, you know, if circumstances were different, if they weren't married, if the person that they're having this flirtatious friendship uh, with wasn't, you know, in a 10-year relationship and just in town to get her professional degree, they could picture themselves together. And they sort of acknowledge that uh, and, and acknowledge that it's frustrated and nothing's really ever going to happen, but enjoy the flirtation. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, giving your partner permission to sort of, you know, have a flirtatious friendship. As long as it doesn't spin out of control. As long as everyone's on the same page. I mean, your partner's going to have those flirtatious friendships, whether or not you want them to. Because everywhere people go, there are men and women in the world. And if your partner's not, you know, hunchback troll with green teeth, somebody's going to find your partner attractive. And every once in a while, they're going to be, fl- they're going you know, someone's going to flirt with them. And every once in a while, they're going to be in a situation where they're going to have to see the person that they have flirted with a lot. At work or in school. And I think it's better in those situations to have all the cards on the table, which includes, you know, a healthy dialogue with your flirty friend where you're like, you know, geez, if I wasn't married, I'd be totally into you. You know, I have a guy uh, that I know named David who I joke with being my my spare boyfriend. If anything ever happens to my boyfriend, he's drafted. He's my spare boyfriend. Uh, And it's sort of a jokey, flirtatious thing. And it is what it is. But we're both realistic about the fact that nothing's going to happen. He's got a boyfriend. I've got a boyfriend. Nothing's ever going to happen. Right. What you need to do is get him onto that page. You need to pull him up short. You know, you told him, you confronted him. You tried to have the like, let's be grown-ups, uh, let's acknowledge what's really going on here talk and he's being a sulky fucking brat. Where he's giving you the cold shoulder except when he's giving you the fuck me eyes. And you just need to be a dick about it a little bit to cauterize the wound. You know, he's feeling a little rejected. He's feeling a little hurt because that's what you did. You rejected him somewhere in the back of his head was not, oh, we're going to have a flirtatious friendship. And, and if I wasn't with my wife somewhere in the back of his head was I'm going to get her. I'm going to do her. And you like called that off. And you kind of acknowledged that dynamic when you called it off. Right. So he's feeling a little rejected because you rejected him. And you need to cauterize that by saying, you know what, stop being such a fucking dick. Stop it with the sex eyes and stop it with the sulking. Either be friendly and you can still give me the little fuck me eyes every once in a while. But be my friend who gives me fuck me eyes every once in a while. Or get the fuck away from me and don't give me fuck me eyes anymore, you fucker. A little heart to heart like that may be just what you need to pull him up short. To make him realize what a petulant little fucking straight boy baby he's being. Right? And... Uh, I guarantee that it'll make you even that much more attractive in his eyes. So it'll probably actually fuck everything up all the more. But that's, exact, that's what I would do in a situation like this. Well, this brings us to the end of another Savage Love podcast. Thank you for uh, downloading. The phone number here, if you want to record a question for a future podcast, is 206 201 2720 a big thanks to the tech savvy at risk youth who run the podcast for you you download this every week at www.thestranger.com savage and you can read me blogging every day shooting my full mouth off at thestranger.com blog uh, we'll be back uh, with a new podcast next week